0: and all night long and all night long and all night long hey everyone welcome to episode 51 of get up podcast with me your your own host and friend where i take you hand in hand on a little journey through through the jungle of of what may be the modern world and my mind what's up everyone it's been a little bit since the last episode had a little little double double upload last week because there seems to be some audio difficulties coming, coming around, coming around, little, 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 nagging things, little, little things that are bothering me. But now this week, hopefully, it's perfection. Hopefully, what I can do is sort through what what could be the the technological dr- drama, the technological aspects of modern life blocking me, keeping me away from what I'm trying to do, deliver uh, a message of what it's like to have ADHD, I suppose. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to, to this week where I am now a free man. Whoa! Yeah, man, it's been one hell of a fucking ride, but now here we are. I am finally free from being the COVID guy. Whoa, isn't it great? Because the last six weeks, I, I don't know if you know this, but I've been spending... A lot of time being the COVID man. What what is what does that even mean, Josh? Hey, I, was, I, I was just wondering what that means. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know, man. Uh, here we go. This is this is me on set right now. This is this is the Netflix movie that I was working on with Well, I'm walking around, I'm walking around. Hey, put your goddamn mask on, you fool. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And That was my job, drive a little van around, um, um, Jovi crashed it, whoops, yeah, that, that was the whole thing. First week, I, I, I guess what's going on is a little retrospective of, of, of what's been going on the last six weeks now that I am, I am free of the confines of this job, and now I have the space, the artistic license to be myself, 24 hours of the day, and some exciting news to announce to you guys later on, but I am free, so man. It was, um, it, was, it was quite a process um, getting, getting set up because I, it's been a long time since I drove a van. This was the largest van that I've ever driven and we were just given it by the job to, to use. Like we, would like we would drive around and like deliver things. Um, it was a nightmare to park that thing because it's, it's so big. Like I feel like when I'm driving a normal car, I'm like a fish, I'm like a fish in the ocean. And then when I'm driving like a Mercedes Sprinter, it's like, it's like an earthquake. Like there's an earthquake above me. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of rumbling happening in the house. I don't know if the mic's picking that up. But um, when I'm driving the Mercedes Sprinter, it's like it's like I'm driving a whale. It's like it's like I am I am Moby Dick and the whale. Uh, but the dick is inside the whale, um, coming to pick up and drop off COVID supplies. So I basically just like drive around and I, w- I would go grab stuff from the office and then Jovi and I would show up on set and go, hey man, your mask is looking a little old and wet do you want to get one from us and most people would be like nah, i'm all right and they would be like all right man that's like that's your choice but we are in the middle of uh, we are in the middle of a global pandemic so first week our first location we forgot some we forgot a bunch of stuff at the location that we were shooting at so we had to go on our own time to go and pick it up, and then on the way home, Jovi accidentally, like, friggin', there was this car that came in, and he swerved out of the way, and he crashed it into a car on the side of the road. Whoa! So he wasn't allowed to drive it from that point forward. But the there was no like extreme repercussions for him or or anything like that. It was it was just like jokes. Like we would, we'd all just like make jokes about him. Like um, the guy who owned the van, who also worked on set, um, he he'd be like, hey, hey man. Is, has Jovi been driving the van these days? And we'd be like, no, no, he's not allowed to. And then like that was just a running joke for like six weeks. It's like, hey, has, is Jovi driving the van today? And be like, no, man. Actually, I've I've installed spikes inside the wheel that bind to my DNA. So when I touch the wheel, it's like, yes, this is Josh. But if Jovi touches it, then it goes ching, and it goes through the hand. He goes ah, and then the, and then the wheel goes, you are Jovi. You are not allowed to drive the van um so that was it was an eventful first week and a a lot of learning um first thing i learned very hard to park the van um and i had no idea where to park it ever because we were moving around so much you can't park really on set or at the circus which is like the tents and stuff that like they call it the circus i guess because it looks like a circus because there's a lot of tents and trailers and stuff like that so um We would just like park places and people would just get mad at us always, especially for like the first few weeks. Um, by the end of it, they, they finally just decided to be like, ah, fuck it. These guys can just go wherever these guys, they come to and from, they're like transient beings. Jovi and I were like two little, little ghosts invisible, just like COVID. And we would just like, we would just appear on set and hey, Do you guys want mask, hand sanitizer? Do you want that? Do you want anything like that? Um, and, and we would get a lot of shit. I remember um, the first time we got in shit was because we didn't know of an unspoken rule. One thing, one thing they never tell you on set is you're not supposed to eat before the Teamsters, the, the, the transpo guys, the guys who drive the trucks that, that get the things to the places, the guys who drive the trailers for, for people to, to, to pee in and enjoy. Um, we, we very, at One of our very first days, we got some early lunch um, and we went and sat down, and a couple of the guys went came up to us, and they're like, "Hey, um, I I don't have a problem with it, but but um, there are many many of us Teamsters who would be very uh, upset if we saw you eating before us." Turns out it's an unspoken rule, and we got super nervous about it. Um, and from that point forward, it kind of seemed like the Teamsters declared open war on us because we tried to we tried to put on occupancy limits in their bathrooms. They were torn down, and then. And then the guys just did not like us wherever we parked. They're like, "Hey, you cannot park here. You cannot park here." It was just, it was an ongoing battle. So we were just like, we we were trying to to hide from them and learn how to coexist. And that was that was an ongoing an ongoing process. Um, we we had a couple of set move arounds. Like we we moved all around Vancouver, um, and then finally we settled at a studio. And the studio was so fucking cool because it's inside of. Um, an abandoned Sears like it's in this like mall in Vancouver that's kind of being redeveloped like they've they're making a whole bunch of new stuff and then the old stuff um, is kind of slowly being abandoned and from what I understand like most of the mall is going to be converted into a movie studio I think that's fucking so sick because we were just like like most most movie studios are like established spaces established spaces where like you know, they've been making movies there for a long time. Yeah, but this was in a Sears. Like I remember being with my mom in a Sears and she'd be like, Hey, like I want to go and look around to see if we've got a couple deals. And, and I would be like, okay, I'm 12. I have no choice. And she would just like, you know, walk around, check out the clothing racks, see if there's any colors she enjoyed, any any shapes, any blends. And then I would just be like super bored and like just chill on my Game Boy. Probably playing like a Pokemon game or something like that. Like like Pokemon Emerald. Um <laughs> Did did you guys did you guys play did you guys play a little Pokemon game? Do do a little thinking inside your head what maybe was the Pokemon game that you enjoyed when you were a kid. But um, it was really trippy to be inside of an old abandoned series because like I had all this these memories from sears and and to be inside one totally abandoned it felt like ghostly like like i was inside of an abandoned memory but then with all the film stuff that was being built inside of it it made me kind of think of film as like a cool like uh like a like a fungus (laughs) like like um some kind of some kind of growth from the decay of, of of consumerism you know like because of the Rona, there's a lot of retail spaces that are kind of closing down. And because things are kind of moving in, like retail spaces are moving online, kind of, except for like boutique retail places where the novelty is coming there in real life. But um, yeah, because of that, there's a lot of spaces that are left abandoned. And so film, kind of like, like a fungus, comes in there and grows from, from the death. It, like a, like a new a new life grows from the death of the old thing, and I found that really fascinating. Like you would just like walk around and see like like a, a house being built inside of the seer. It's like like a set house, and you would like there would be like moving walls. Like you could move an entire wall, and there would be like like an office inside there or another house. Like it felt like I was playing the Stanley Parable, but it was like real life. Like have you guys ever played the Stanley Parable? It's it was this game, still is a game on Steam. And you would walk through these like corridors um, and there'd be just, it would be lined with doors and most of them were locked, but some of the doors were open. It was kind of like a dream sequence. Like I've, I've had a couple dreams like this where like you're walking through the hallways and then you open up doors and you know, some of the doors lead to more office space, but every once in a while you open the right door and it leads to an entirely different space. And that's, that's, that's a trippy dreamlike thing to like, I don't know, your brain has, you know, the world kind of organized, you know, um, a house is, you know, you have an idea of what a house is supposed to be. You have an idea of of what an office is supposed to be. You have an idea of what a Sears is supposed to be. And then when when your idea of what these things are is challenged and and changed it kind of breaks open your brain in a in a dreamlike manner. It's like the, the the barriers and the boundaries inside of your head are just totally like smashed with a fucking mallet. It's like it's like, hey, I I heard you have a a, a mental barrier and, and an idea of how things are supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah, um I, I have established ideas. And then and then the world is just like, ah, I'm gonna smash it real quick. And you're like, Whoa, everything is different than I ever thought. Like when when you're I, I don't understand this scientifically, so don't definitely don't quote me on this scientifically. But like, I feel like when your idea of what a space is is challenged, it like releases like a dreamlike feeling. Cause it felt like I was in a dream the first time I checked out this place. I was like, what? what? Am I'm a dreaming, and like, and I have had dreams like that where you're walking through hallways and you're opening doors and it just leads to different spaces. Have you guys, have you guys had dreams like that? Where like, you're just like the space just changes. You open a door and you're somewhere else. Like I remember I had one dream like that and the, the spaces got like weirder and weirder. And like, it was almost like I was like descending into like my head or like, I don't know, some like like dark, dark recess of my mind because the more doors I opened, the more like weird and dark the space got. And I've definitely had like full dreams where like I am, it, it it does feel like I'm exploring the depths of my mind. I'm like, I find like a trap door on the ground and I open it up and I go, I decide to go inside it knowing that there could be something scary in there. Like, I don't know, our minds just go like that. Like when we, when we see a dark place, or at least when I see a dark place, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, there there could be there could be some scary dudes in there. You know, like I don't know. I, I guess our brains are like hoping there's some kind of monster or thinking there's some kind of monster. Maybe it's like some kind of like primal thinking that like inside of a cave, there'll definitely be a bear. Um and I I, I guess other things terrifying like that. Like I remember in one dream, I opened up one of these similar trap doors. I guess this is like a recurring theme in some of my dreams, but I've opened up the trapdoor and looked down and just like seen like monsters and stuff and i'm like ah that's kind of freaky but i decide to go in anyway because i don't know it's a dream you know um what's what's gonna harm you in a dream do you do you move towards danger inside of a dream or do you move away from danger in a dream wow that was a hard sentence to get through um because i've had dreams where i am in a space you know, like, like an abandoned space, kind of like the, the Sears or like, I don't know, like maybe I'm in, in like, a, like a zombie movie inside of my own head, a zombie dream. Um, And I'm in an abandoned space uh, and I'm exploring, you know, one of the dark reaches of wherever the space is. And, you know, if, if it's a supermarket, I'm, I'm like exploring, you know, the the butcher part or something like that. And then, you know, I peer around one corner and there's like like a scary dude or like like a little tiny demon or something. And then and then you're like, oh, fuck, a demon. And the demon's like, ah and you're like ah oh, fuck i got to get away and you you just turn around and fucking hightail it out of there and then you're being chased by the demon thing this is a dream that i've actually had um and then all of a sudden um i reach a point where i realize how small the demon is and i just like stop running and i turn around and i'm like hey fuck you and i just take the demon i'm like ah i just like slam it into the ground <laughs> um i've i've had a couple of dreams like that where i'm i'm being chased or i'm i'm afraid of of some enemy of some sort and then i just decide i decide like you know this is my dream these are my circumstances ultimately and and i have control over that like i think i may have talked about it on the podcast once before but i did have this dream where i was in a haunted house and um, i was with a group of people and we had a set amount of time to explore this haunted house um and, and then we had to get into a safe zone or else the ghost would come downstairs. We had like five minutes to, get, to look through the house, scavenge, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm in a video game. I'm looking for gems and tools and things like that. Um, and so we're, lo- we're looking through the house. Uh, and then we get into the safe zone. And we're just chilling there. And the time's almost up. And I'm like, um, I feel like I want to look around a little bit more. So I crawl out of the safe space, which kind of looks like a, like a tunnel from like a playground. You know, those like plastic tube tunnels. So I crawl through the children's plastic tube tunnel. And I walk out into the space and I'm looking around and I'm, I'm kind of just searching through this room and the time's up and the ghost is coming downstairs. I, I can hear him coming down the stairs using his ghost feet, I guess. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And then I go and like hide behind like a bunch of barrels. I guess this haunted house is full of barrels of grease. I don't know what, what, what ectoplasm, um, 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 ghost juice, any any kind of thing that you can put in a barrel, they have put inside the barrel. And I'm now hiding behind them. And the ghost comes down. He's looking around for me because he can smell me through his ghost nostrils. And he's like, ha, where are you? And I'm like, I'm right here. And then all of a sudden, I just like turn into Batman from Batman Beyond, which was like a cartoon at the time where like Batman's like very nimble and cool. Um, And then I fight the ghost. And that was the end of the dream. Little circumstances like that really make me believe in the power of my own mind. Like It it feels like when things are scariest, I... I take control of the circumstances, and I, I fucking rise above it and turn into Batman. What do you do in a scary dream when the ghost catches you? Do you like I, I I haven't ever had a situation where I've been like tortured by a ghost or anything like that, but I have had a dream um, where shit got really messed up. Um, i'll take I'll take you guys into into a, a little a circumstance from my past um, to set the space. Uh, I had never had a nightmare before then. Never had a wet dream. Which uh, any ladies listening? To, I, I don't. I don't think I have any ladies that listen to this. But if if there are ladies listening to this, a wet dream is when you when you when you when you jizz the pants. When you when you um, do the do inside your pants while you're dreaming. Um, and I had never had a dream where I did the do do the do. And and, and I had never had a nightmare before. Um, like. <laughs> I, I I felt like I never had a nightmare. I, I had one dream where it made me cry. I woke up and I was like, "Damn it, Trinity from Matrix is dead." But this one was like a genuinely terrifying dream. So I was, I was in this haunted house again. I guess I'm in a lot of haunted houses in my dreams. Um, and and things got really scary. I was I was in this bed, and you know, ghosts were doing the things that ghosts do, like like tearing the covers off and making me feel afraid because that's the only way to defend yourself when you're in a when when there's a ghost around. is to hide under the covers. Everyone knows, um. But the ghost was doing stuff like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, I fucked the ghost. So I, I was very confused because, first off, I didn't – like I, I, was, I was like, ah, I'm in a nightmare. Ah! And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, just like two, two things that had never happened to me in a dream before happening at the exact same time. And that was a very confusing thing to wake up to because I woke up and I, I wanted to scream – and then I I felt I felt the the wetness from me doing the do, and I was like ah 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 I was so confused, man. In my first wet dream I fucked a ghost, you know. <laughs> why couldn't it have been my crush? Why couldn't why couldn't why couldn't it have been you know one, one, one of my one of one of my my crushes at the time, you know? Could have picked a better person, a ghost. Is that is that is that some form of kink? Maybe maybe. I guess if people like dragon's fucking cars, which is a thing, you know, they're rule, rule 34, search up dragon's fucking cars. If people are into that, you gotta be into fucking ghosts. But like, can you feel anything if you do that? Like, what is, what is, what is the sensation? What is, what is going on there? I don't know, but it happened. And it was, it was terrifying and enjoyable at the same time. And life can be like that. It's like, it's like riding a roller coaster, I suppose. And that that's what life has been for me lately. Life has been a little bit of a roller coaster. So moving on to a new subject, I wanted to announce that I have finally, finally booked my first acting job after a year and a half of being out in the auditioning world after I did school for two years, I did an acting school for two years, um, got out of school, did a little bit of traveling, came back, coronavirus man damn it i want to start my acting career still in the coronavirus now these days a year and a half later or a year a year later i suppose um but i finally booked my first acting job which is so fucking cool because it's been it's been such a long frustrating process just auditioning constantly and not like you don't hear anything back when you do an audition like I'm fine with that because I know that there are rewards down the line if you just stick with it and I'm finally getting to enjoy it. Like I I am feeling so validated for for what I've done and like things are moving so quickly. Like once again it feels like I'm just living in the middle of a dream. Like and I've I've reached this this awesome state of like blissful joy where like you know, all, all of my life's accomplishments are coming back to me in my head. And like, I'm, I'm feeling less insecure, and I'm feeling happy and validated. And it's just it's just proving to me that my determination is going towards something valuable. And that's fucking cool. I'm really I'm really happy about that. So um, I, I will be on set filming this, this week, when this podcast comes out, I'll be doing I'll be on set for my very first time as an actor, it's going to be a very different experience because the last time I was on set, I was either a PA or I was I was a COVID officer. And neither of those are very um, respected on set. You know, you, you you do your thing or whatever. And, you know, like as a COVID cop, there were some people who were like kind of dicks to me sometimes. Like like you would ask someone to put on their mask and they just, just, just like straight up wouldn't. And like I remember this one time I was talking to this lady. I was like, hey, can you not eat so close to set? And she fully fucking ignored me. Like what? You're not even gonna acknowledge it's my job to stop you from doing that. What do, what do I do now? Do I like snatch the food out of your hand? I, I, was, I was so confused. I was like, I've never just just been straight up ignored like that. Like, I, I was like, hey, um, we're actually not allowed to eat close to set. I was wondering if you could go to the green zone, which is like where you go to eat food. And and the lady just went, mm. and I was like, hey, I'm right here. And then the lady next to her just like eats all of her food at once and then is like all done. I'm like, well, what the fuck guys? So that was the experience sometimes as a COVID officer. Like, I don't know, sometimes people just shit on you. Cause like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not fun wearing a mask all the time. It's not fun having all of these, these regulations and rules like slapped at you all the time. Like it, I, I get it. You know, and it's not fun to be like the narc dude. Like I was telling one of my acting teachers um that I was I was a COVID cop on on set and he called me COVID narc squad. And that's that's how it feels. Like you're basically just like walking around and like telling people to follow the rules. Like you feel kinda like a cop, which is like not fun. <laughs> so But there were some fun things to the job. Like I got to, I got to work with some really fucking awesome people and some people who I knew from before. Um, So it was really nice to spend some time with them, get to know them better and strengthen those relationships and make those connections and stuff. Um, And it was a, it was a really cool behind the scenes look as a PA uh, and as a, as a COVID officer, because like when you're an actor on set, like you are enjoying all of the hard work that you put in to get there. Like, um, like a, like a platitude a, a quote that a lot of people in the acting industry tell each other is like you know auditioning is the work when you get on set and act that's the play so the auditioning is the work being on set is the play where you get to just enjoy all of your hard work um and I think that I can do that to the fullest extent now because i i've I've experienced the long arduous are ar, arduous is that is that a word arduous art very difficult hours of film you know you're you're doing you're doing 12 to 15 sometimes 16 hour days of of just like sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's nothing. You know, it's an it's an industry of hurry up and wait. And 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 now it's kind of nice to be the actor guy on set where I can just relax and I I get to do something artful. Because that was that was what bothered me the most about doing the the Covid cop job is it's not it's not it's not an artistic pursuit. There's not a whole lot of creativity to it. Sure you can I don't know when you're spray painting X's on the ground to make sure people can social distance. You can get a little creative with that. I suppose you can, there's other things you can have creative license with, but there was a bit of a lack of creativity. And so to finally book a job as an actor, I'm, I'm making money doing creative things, which is what I want to do. Like I want to make money being an actor. I want to, you know, I want to make money doing the podcast. Like I, I want to flex my creative muscles and, and do what I've been trained to do as a living. And, and now I get to, you know, and and me getting this acting gig is not, you know, it's not guaranteeing that I'll get more acting gigs in the future. Um, although people say that when you make your first booking, it kind of opens up the door for you to get more, which I think is also the case. Like, I kind of feel like I've got the magic touch now for like auditions and things like that. So I can't wait to apply that magic somewhere. Um, I also felt like I had the magic touch when I finished up my improv schooling in New York um, back uh, two Februarys ago, February um, 2020. Uh, before the coronavirus hit, I, I did an improv course in New York, and it was so fucking fun, and there's a lot of really cool people that I met, uh, and I came back to town, and I was like, I could, I could do anything, uh, and then and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, well, well it looks like I can't do anything, <laughs> everything's closed down, the industry closed down, there was nothing to do, um, except for just enjoy the spring and summer, which was actually pretty fun, but um, now... Now that I have booked this, I've got that same magic where like I I feel like like I can do good art. I feel like I can do good work. i f- I'm feeling I'm feeling undeniable. And that's what you want to be in this industry. And so I'm I'm very stoked for that. I'm I'm excited and I'm, I'm looking forward to reporting back to you guys um, my experience on set. Um, and I'm sure it's gonna be hectic. We've we've there's there's already been some like pretty crazy rewrites and stuff. Like I, you know, I showed up at my costume fitting. And they told me some information about my character that I hadn't been told before. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, um, your name's been changed. I was like, what? So I went home and like, looked for the character's name in the script. And I was like, they wrote on all my lines. And then I found out that they hadn't actually changed my name in the script for a lot of stuff, but then for other stuff, they did. That was confusing. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be more confusion. Confusion. So I'm really excited to report back to you guys. Um, so we're reaching the 25-minute point. Usually, this is where I wrap up. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little podcast extension. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to smoke a little weed. Um, haven't done that yet. Today, I am I am the sober man. I've drank some coffee. Um, I have a little bit of evening energy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little smoke weed, and we're gonna come back as Weed Man. Stay tuned. Biggledy bong and a de schmong. Hope everybody brought the frog to the pond. What we're gonna do is jump in a stew with a little, little frog. Ah, shit, everyone. Looks like we're gonna be throwing the frogs inside the soup today. I hope you brought your frogs to the meeting, uh, to watching this video did you bring your frog everyone check did did you check behind your device no no frog no one brought any frogs (laughs) i i I thought we were all gonna throw a a frog in the soup so i am extra sorry about that uh and i will make sure to bring the frog next time wow everyone that was a moment of embarrassment because (laughs) who wants to be the guy that didn't bring his frog to the frog party Man, be a couple witches boiling soup, you know, doing doing witch things, sweeping, tending to their witchiness. Is there anything wrong with witches, really? That they cast spells on people they dislike? Well, my friend, wouldn't you cast a spell on people you dislike if you could? Right. Maybe that's why you're not a witch. This and more will be the grand tale of how you do not have magic powers. There may be people in the world who do, but this is how you know. For one thing, I do not have a lightning shaped scar on my forehead, nor any scars currently. I do not plan on getting any. However, here's a time when I have tested magic powers. Um, I looked deeply at the, the appearance, <laughs> Jeez, I'm gonna start again. <clears throat> I looked questioningly at the TV remote. It was very far away from me, and it was time to change the channel. But one thing I did know was I'm not ready to get up from the couch just yet. I've kind of sunk into it. I am one with the couch. So instead, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hold my hand up and wish that the remote would get closer. Hoping, dreaming, wishing, nothing. Have you done that before? Done that a few times. From what I understand, it's a normal person thing to do. Even my mother's tried it. She's pretty normal. But now that I think about it, my mom's actually pretty spectacular. She's pretty cool. So maybe it's just, just a me thing. Maybe it's just a family thing. I don't know. If you tried to make a remote move, maybe that means we're family. Wow. We've just discovered a little friendly connection that's nice. That's good. Let's follow that. How about we meet up sometime for brunch? Talk about potential family connections. Don't have any? Then I just want to learn about your interests. And then I'll tell you things that I've achieved. And we'll both leave the coffee conversation feeling like, wow, that was a lot of weirdness. Because neither of us connected on a conversation topic. right? We just got to compromise for each other, guys. When, when someone just doesn't know about motocross and you know everything about motocross and both of you wanna talk about different things, sometimes you gotta meet in the middle. What's like motocross, man? Give it some thought. This is a little bit of a social lesson. Think about it. What's kind of like motocross? Biking. Whoa, okay. So motocross man and person (laughs) are talking and instead of talking about motorcycling, he talks about bicycling. That's a topic that people can connect with, man. Maybe we can't connect with what it's like to be a famous motocross man. The crowd cheering, everyone screaming, Red Bull, we love you. Just 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 excitement. Maybe people cannot connect to that. But what they can connect to is the nature of two wheels. Where else in life do you get two wheels? Think about it. A scooter Do you ride a scooter? No. Do you think scooters are stupid? I think the scooters are kind of stupid. Except for one time I rode a bird, like a bird scooter, a scooter for a bird. (laughs) And I rode it around and I kind of thought, man, maybe scootering isn't as lame as I thought it is. Gets me places fast. I can rip and roll around. I can fit two people on a bird scooter. Have you guys ever done that? Ridden two people on an electric scooter. It's pretty fun. But I was like, wow, these things are just around on the streets and you can just hop on one incredibly lazy i love it let's do it so i signed up for the app and i got to ride that thing around and you can rip on those things dude you can fucking rip and roar on those things i got to ride around venice beach with that oh shit riding around venice beach on the bird scooter that's some good shit i just remembered a real good memory let me take you guys through it the bird it's fast it can go anywhere on pathways on roads anywhere and you're riding along the sunset on venice beach and you look over and you're like ah oh, shit yeah and la is cool and then you're like awesome let's ride away and you just like turn the corner and then you ride back across the beach and take it in once again oh cool i'm in la very nice i feel like if you're in la and you really like la you will include it in everything you say how i feel like i would live if i was there if i lived in la i wouldn't even like start with like hello or hi in a conversation i'd just go oh i'm in la hey what's going on man like i just like <laughs> like, like if my brother called me like wants to talk <clears throat> man I'm in la man what's going on it's josh and then he goes uh cool uh, i know it's josh um hey what's i had some things to talk to you about i'm like Oh no, mm, I'm in LA right now. Can't talk. See, see you later. I think that'll be a place for me to feel self-important if I ever go there again. Probably will go there again, probably sometime soon. But I just I feel like I feel like when I'm in LA, everything I'm doing is important. You know, for like no reason. I guess just like from the ideology that like LA is the cool place to be. Um, yeah, when I'm there, I just feel like everything I do is like, it needs to be, it it needs to happen, you know, but could feel like that while I'm at home, while I'm here, everyone take a little sip, hydrate. You could feel like that at home when you develop a sense of worth for your time, right? You've reached the pro level. And what you understand is that I've lost this train of thought. <laughs> and sometimes we do that, folks. Sometimes we just got to exist together, you and me. And maybe my friend, Lanell, who is listening to this right now. Maybe. He, he listens to the podcast. He tells me he falls asleep to the podcast. Apparently, people find this podcast peaceful. That's interesting. I like that. I like that take on it. Like for example, example for example, listener James, who may hear this right now, wandering through the paddocks, in his natural setting, exploring the world, seeing things. He looks around him. What does he see? Everything, for miles and miles and miles. And that's a place that the podcast is listened to. Some people listen to this podcast while they're at work. I like that. That's nice. I remember seeing my boy Wes who also has a podcast of his own that you should check out. Wes Rundle on Instagram. Check him out. He's got a podcast. Um, He's put me up in his office. Isn't that cool? There's different places that the podcast is being enjoyed. Where the fuck are you enjoying this podcast right now? Where are you? Take a look around. Take in the settings. What do you see? Uh, I see a jar of peanut butter. What else do you see, man? Uh, I see three paintings on the wall and and the fourth smaller one very good what do, what do those paintings look like man what one of them looks exactly like the shirt that i'm wearing right now but uh but it's on the wall oh cool man cool cool what's next to it uh it's a painting of a police guy i think and um he is 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 thick uh and there's a bunch of arrows coming at him Kind of seems like his head's floating, maybe. And uh, he's dodging bullets, or uh, maybe he's getting shot. Either way, it's just a matter of interpretation. Wow. That's me describing the room that I'm in. I will will now describe something else. A painting by Jovi. Uh, I find a painting by my friend Jovi, and... uh, it's got nice vibrant colors. Um but the imagery is like it, it's it can be a little disturbing with all the dark lines. But it's uh, a worm man and it's I uh, I don't know the the more I look at it the less frightened I am, but like it had a big smile. It's got a big smile. Like uh, he's happy whatever he's doing and um it's a human face on the body of a worm and uh what looks to be um a, a dark circle with like maybe blood at the bottom. Whoa. Some heavy shit, man. Jovi's got a very interesting painting style where like it like it could be scary or it could be nice, you know, and it's got like a nice like welcoming design to it. I don't know. It's it's not overly complicated. It's just like feeling like I feel like he does a really good job of painting with his feelings. That would be fun for you to paint tonight. I might do that. Now that I'm free from the confines of working, just kidding, going straight into in the movies. Boy, it hasn't hit me yet. How fucking excited I am for that guys. Oh my God. It feels so fucking good. Oh my God. Like life feels pretty damn amazing. Now that I've booked something like there will be periods of time where I do not book again. And I'm hoping I can carry this sense of like accomplishment and personal value with me. Because I think I built up like some weird complex of feeling um, like less significant, feeling feeling insecure because my friends have been, you know, on TV and in movies and stuff. And I haven't yet. Like I've been in like short films and indie films and stuff. And this is my first time like doing like like a big gig, like a union gig. And like it's pretty crazy. Like my my I feel like I have restored my sense of self-worth. Now I got I, I want to hold on to it a little bit. And I want to find ways to validate myself without having to book now Um, because it feels pretty good existing like this. My mind feels like it's in a really good spot. Like everything's good. I'm not afraid. Like I don't have to worry about rent for the next little bit. Like that's nice. That's really cool. And like I get to just do art and 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 be able to live off that. That's the goal, isn't it, folks? That's what it is for me. Just it just existing off creating. Like I want to just get really good at creating things and 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 be able to live off of those things that I've created. Like I like I have so many ideas for for like comedy stuff and and TV and and just, just I'm I enjoy taking in life like a sponge and just paying deep attention to things and I want to just I want to translate that experience. I want to represent I I want to share my perspective through art. Um, And you can still do that when you're, you're, you're speaking someone else's words. You know, you get to, you get to show your interpretation of that situation, how you would react in that situation. You know, if the stakes were high enough and you were immersed in the universe and you understood the relationships between you and the other characters and like with, with all that taken into account, I'm just showing what it's like to exist in those moments. And maybe make it a little bit more cinematic because it's going to be on the big screen you know when you're on the big screen everyone can see every detail of your face it's uh it's pretty crazy seeing you up on the big screen every crease of your face is showing definitely thinking a lot about my personal appearance more like i was like maybe i should have gotten my teeth whitened a little while ago <laughs> whoops maybe i should have uh not shaved with such a dull blade got 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 the pimples got the breakout on the neck i can see <laughs> maybe uh, maybe i should have gotten that haircut <laughs> and like um all of those thoughts kind of fall into your head and i'm like now nah, maybe i should go get the teeth whitened probably after because i won't be able to get it done between now and when i shoot but definitely maybe time to whiten the teeth a little bit Time to hop back on the workout routine. <laughs> it's nice to be free from the job now, and I can I have the space to do all of the things I need to do to be to feel creative and to feel healthy. Like you don't always have time to exercise when you're working film. Like the hours are just fucked sometimes. Um, and I like to sleep a, f- a pretty solid amount. So I I trade working out for sleeping just a tiny bit more. But I, I did run a little bit, but now. Now that I'm back, I can just do fitness things on my own accord because my days are just like full of possibility. Like my days aren't decided. Like it's not decided what what things I do in my days. I have a lot of freedom and free time. And I'm really excited to see what I can create in this space. Like I'm making this podcast. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know where I'm going with it. But like I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And I think that it can become something very interesting. Like, I think the podcast in its current state is very fun and interesting, but like the more I do it, the better it's going to get. So like imagine this podcast in a year. Cause that, that's how long I've been doing this podcast. I've been doing it for pretty much a, a whole year now. Um, I pretty much started podcasting when the pandemic began and I just stuck with it. I did one episode a week, sometimes two. And it's so different these days. Cause some days it's a performance. Some days it's me talking to a viewer. Sometimes it's me just talking to the camera. Sometimes I'm bragging about things. Sometimes I'm sharing a memory, most often a memory from like junior high, but like <clears throat> it's, it's gaining structure. And I think that I'm able to carry thoughts and ideas better these days because I want to be understood. And it is kind of hard to understand me in the earlier episodes of the podcast. You're like, sometimes there's some thoughts that are hard to, to go with. And sometimes there's so many mm, like ums and ahs and me thinking for you to like understand the idea. And, and and sometimes it like distracts you from enjoying it. Any any kind of break, like an um or a, or any kind of tick that takes away from the words that are being said, anything that could possibly distract <laughs> such as the key the backgrounds i had in my earlier episodes i had some people tell me the backgrounds were so distracting um but i think that's funny i want to do more like there were some times some weeks where i just like made my the background behind me a tour of of a cruise ship (laughs) like what it's so interesting or 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 a water gun fight or just something like that like some weird shit to put behind me that's fun this episode, I've decided to put a painting behind me because I liked how it looked in the episode I did with Joey Lopez, which, ah, shit, I kind of fucked up the audio for that. Um haven't figured out how to work two mics because, like, sometimes I'm just like, hmm. I'm going to test out this new piece of equipment on the recording podcast day. And then I decided to do it. I decided to figure out two mics while I had my guest present. Like he was sitting here waiting. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to figure this out right now. And then I'm just like sitting here like, oh, what the fuck am I doing right now? And I'm like searching up YouTube videos of like how to make two mics work and listening to them out loud and looking over and being like, I'm I'm probably going to figure this out at some point. And, then, and I did kind of um, downside was that each person was only in one ear. So like. There would be me in your left ear and Joey Lopez in your right ear. Um, Because what was happening is you can record in mono or stereo. Mono is one speaker, I think, or one side. And stereo is both sides. Um, And I was recording in stereo, but I was recording each mic... In mono, so I, I recorded mono my own audio, and I recorded mono Joey's audio, and they were mixed to make stereo because one was on one side, one was on the other, which some people call a binaural podcast. Um, I've li- I've listened to one like some of those where like people are on one side, and then different people are on the other side. I find that interesting, Um, but for some people, it can be distracting, and I don't know, maybe there are some other issues with the audio that I'm unsure of, but it is interesting to see how the podcast changes over a year. Sometimes I'm telling inspirational stuff. I don't know. I've already told you all the things things I'm sometimes doing, but I'm stoked with it, and I'm I'm glad to have it because it's nice to have a mode of expression and a way to hold myself accountable every week because like I don't. I don't know what this is all building towards, but it's making me better. In, somehow, I think, <laughs> and and I'm enjoying it. Like I just like to sit here in front of a camera and just say whatever. Sometimes I say crazy shit. Sometimes I. Sometimes I tell you the things I do. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I'm glad that you guys can enjoy it too. So, thank you for being on this weird, strange journey on Get Up with Josh Doey. I'm gonna keep going with this podcast. Um, New episodes every Monday. Subscribe. And thank you to the people who commented on the last episode. Let's see. Let's see who commented on the last episode. Get up with Josh Derry. Let's find out who commented on the last episode. Who commented on the last episode. Chocolate Milk Stain. James. James is my commenter for last episode. Thanks for listening, man you fucking rule all right thank you guys so much and make sure to love your life yeah